0: Behold the fields are white. It's harvest time. With that familiar theme song, we're reminded it's time once again for the Harvest Time Gospel broadcast. This is a daily broadcast with special emphasis on missions and world evangelization under the direction of Dr. Stenny of Russacca, Georgia. And now here is Brother Balu and today's broadcast. Thank you and greetings, radio friends. What a joy and privilege it is to come to your place of listening and share together with you another Harvest Time broadcast. I praise the Lord for this open door, this heaven-bought privilege that our Lord allows us day after day, together by the radio, open God's eternal Word and study the Word of God together. I trust that if it's at all possible, you'll take the time out, get your Bible, and follow along with us as we open the Word of God together today. We're turning our Bible to the book of Galatians, chapter number 6. I want to begin a series today on God's law of the harvest. And then as we study God's law of the harvest, we're looking at what missions will do for the local church. You see, most people have their own concept of missions. All they see in missions is a stranger that comes to our church to get our money, go his way, do his thing, and leave us sitting empty-handed. But I want to tell you, friend, missions does not take away from the local church. Missions opens many wonderful doors for God's blessings upon the local church. And of course I'm speaking about a Bible-based missions program. And so what we're going to do for the next several broadcasts, we're going to look in the Word of God at what God has to say about His law of the harvest, and then we're going to apply that to the local church and deal with the thought of what missions will do for your local church. Before I deal with the scripture, let me just mention to you that in 1973, God began to move upon my heart that I would soon be changing churches, that I was to initiate an annual Bible conference and an annual missions conference. If I wanted the people of God to have a greater understanding of the Bible, then I needed to bring in some men that knew the Bible and would teach and preach to our people the truths of the Word of God. And then if we were going to be a missions-hearted church and be a church that pleased God, then we needed to know something about missions. Well, within a few months' time, I did resign the church that I was pastoring, and I accepted the call of another church to become their pastor. But when I met with the men and talked with them, I shared with them what the Lord had already shared with my heart, that we would begin the annual missions meeting and the annual Bible conference, and they rejoiced in the fact that I wanted to lead the church in that direction. So we scheduled our first missions conference for the spring of 1974. And when I went there, the church was supporting seven mission projects, and they were dividing 10% of the church income among those seven. And needless to say, they were not getting much money, but they were doing the best they knew how. We started our mission meeting in 1974, in the month of March, and immediately God revolutionized our church in my own thinking about missions. And God did a work of grace in our church that would change the life of many of them for the rest of their life. So I want to share with you what God shared with me. And I had the wonderful privilege for the last 25 years of preaching and teaching these truths to many, many different churches. And I've watched God do a work of grace in those churches that changed them for the glory of Christ For many years to come. And so I want you to listen, and I want you to let God speak to your heart for God's glory and God's honor. Now we're turning in our Bible today to the book of Galatians, chapter number 6, and here we find the basic principles of God's law of the harvest. The Bible said in verse number 7, be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Verse number eight, the Bible said, "For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption." But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And then, in verse nine, the Bible said, "And let us not be weary in well doing, for in due season we shall reap." If we faint nod. That's reading from the book of Galatians, chapter 6, verse number 7, 8, and 9. As I said, here we have the basic principles of God's law of the harvest. May I just say to you that it's not my idea, but it was God who put it in this Bible to liken our giving to sowing, and then God's blessings back upon our life in receiving to reaping. And so God lays out the principle here before us in the law of the harvest. Let me say to you, in God's law of the harvest, there never has been a crop failure and there never will be. If you sow it, you will reap it. That's God's law of the harvest It is an unbreakable law. It will not fail. Now, in God's law of the harvest, there are four principles that I want us to look at. First of all, the Bible said be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Number one, in God's law of the harvest, you reap what. Now, I apply this first of all to the natural law. You have never planted beans and gathered squash. You never planted cucumbers and gathered okra. You never planted corn and gathered wheat. No, you reap what you sow. The seed that you plant will produce after its own kind. So you reap what you sow. Number two, in God's law of the harvest, you not only reap what you sow, but you reap after you sow. You'll understand in a moment my making that statement. There are those who would say, well, if God would just give me some money, then I would give some of it to missions. That's like me standing by the side of my garden and saying to my garden, if you would produce, I would plant. Sowing is first, and sowing costs. But the reaping day comes and you forget about the expense of sowing and the toil and labor in the harvest because the payday is well worth your time in God's law of the harvest. But not only do you reap what you sow, you reap after you sow, but you reap more than you sow. Now, before I deal with that, let me deal with a group of people who say, well, preacher, I just don't think you ought to give to get. Well, I wonder what your response is to the Lord Jesus Christ when he said in the book of Luke chapter 6 and verse number 38, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Notice what the word of God said. Good measure, pressed down, and shaken together shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. Now, I do want to say very quickly that I am not preaching or promoting a health and wealth gospel. I am not talking about some of the religious schemes that you have saw on your television or heard on the radio, a name it, claim it type of thing, but I'm simply saying to you that God in His Word has set forth the principle of furnishing the need of missions to the local church in this matter of sowing and reaping. Again, I remind you number one, you reap what you sow. Number two, you reap after you sow. And then number three, you reap more than you sow. And I went out in my garden. I planted some corn, and one of those grains of corn made a stalk of corn. The stalk of corn came up, and that stalk produced two ears of corn. I gathered those two ears, shook them, and counted the grain that was upon those two ears of corn. There were over 1,100 grain that came from one grain Of corn. So you reap what you sow, you reap after you sow, you reap more than you sow. Now, would you think for just a moment what would have happened the next year if I had planted those 1100 grain and let them produce as did the first grain? And then the next year, I would have planted the 1100, 1100s that came from them. And on and on it goes. And I'm convinced I could plant thousands of acres in just a matter of a very few years. But God's law of the harvest is you reap what you sow. You reap after you sow. You reap more than you sow. But then in 2 Corinthians 9, verse number 6, we find in the word of God that we reap according to how much we sow. The Bible said, but this I say... He which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. So in God's law of a harvest, number one you reap what? You sow. Number two, you reap after you sow. Number three, you reap more than you sow, and number four you reap according to how much You sow. You say, preacher, that's just natural law. Well, may I say to you that our God is the God of natural law. May I take just a moment and give you some applications from the Word of God on that same principle of sowing and reaping. You remember the little lad that had a basket lunch with five loaves and two fishes in it? And he gave that lunch to the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord looked at that lunch, and the lad's giving it as being sowing a basket of food. You know what God did? God turned around and let him reap what he sowed. God let him reap after he sowed. God let him reap more than he sowed. God did let him reap according to how much he sowed. Now notice, if you will, in the story, the little lad gives one basket of lunch. What's it got in it? Bread and fish. He reaps 12 baskets. What do they have in them? Bread and fish. So we can say easily, the little lad reaped what he sowed. He reaped after he sowed And he reaped more than he had sown. And that is true in every situation as we do business with God in the matter of sowing and reaping. Remember Hannah in the book of 1 Samuel chapter number 1? Hannah sowed a son. And God turned around and gave her six children. No dogs, no cats, no pets but just children. She reaped what she sowed. She reaped after she sowed. And she reaped more than she had sown. And so that's the basis of God's plan of giving the missions. You give, and God gives back. Not so you can accumulate wealth, but so you can give again. Father, take the word. Use it to your glory. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Behold the family. Well, I trust the broadcast was a blessing to you today. Let me remind you that Harvest Time is a listener-supported radio ministry. God has been so good to us. We're now broadcasting on over 50 radio stations a day and then around the world several times a day by way of internet and shortwave radio. And I need to hear from a number of you. Would you pray for the radio ministry and then write to us and share with us in the financial burden of this radio work. Simply address that letter to Harvest Time 179 Promise Land Drive Resaca, Georgia 30735 That's Harvest Time 179 Promise Land Drive Resaca, Georgia 30735 And be sure to join us each weekday, Monday through Friday at this same time. God bless you until the next broadcast. Amen.